I'm here. Hello, everyone. Late Night Cypher with Tank and Smitty, episode 11. Hopefully, everyone is doing okay and we're doing good. Um, Happy New Year to everyone. We're now in 2018. We're deciding to do this on Monday um, instead of Tuesday because we have some things that are popping up on Tuesday, so we decided to do it today. Um, Tank, how are you doing, bud? I'm doing great, man. Uh, Much better than last week. I kicked the... uh sickness slash flu slash cold whatever you might call it uh i'm good to go i'm ready for tonight so yeah we're doing uh the podcast tonight because tomorrow is actually my anniversary so um we can't well i guess we could do it tomorrow but out of respect for the woman you know the woman in my life yeah keep it happy you know And, and uh you know, we'll, we'll do this on Monday. Plus, it's a good day, first day of the new year, and uh, it's a perfect day to start uh, start this po- podcast uh, instead of Tuesday. But speaking of first day of the new year, um, today is the first day that marijuana is, is – well, it was legal. I guess today is the first time that you can actually go into a store and buy it as – as you would buy alcohol. If you're 21 and older, um, you can now purchase marijuana just like alcohol. So it's kind of weird. It's, you know, it's like growing up, it's, you know, you grow up with, with dare, you grow up with all this stuff about it, uh, all the negativity about it. And now all of a sudden it's legal in the state of California. I think it's the, what is it? The sixth state, I think to have recreational use. Um, yeah, but um, you'd think it would be the first state, right? I mean, it's California, right? But uh, anyway, yeah, that's that's happening now. Um, I haven't, you know, you haven't heard anything yet because it's only the first day, but I did read an article about um, some places that are expecting like a 30, 30% increase in business. And based on what it looked like in their stores, it, it, it's like a 50 to 60% increase in business, uh, which is pretty significant. I mean, that's a, that's a lot of money and um, it's a lot of tax dollars. It's, it's kind of interesting. We'll see, you know, we'll see how it goes and, and see how uh, the, what do you say that the mentality of the group of people around California, see if that'll shift or change or, you know, anything like that but uh yeah it's pretty it's pretty crazy that it's legal now oh yeah absolutely um it is uh, crazy that it's it's legal and especially in a place like california it really gives us hope you know for everyone else uh out here i live on the east coast uh tank lives on the west coast so it definitely gives us hope um that you know hey we're right around the corner here um, and, and hopefully we'll be able to get it and take the stigma off of it. And you have to run around like a fucking criminal, uh, looking around your shoulder to get busted and, and ruin your whole life for something that helps uh, many people relax and free and feel open in a very <laughs> safe manner. Many other dangerous things that they uh, that they put in our foods and things like alcohol and such um, that are way worse for the body that are socially acceptable. And it's uh, just really funny what we do find acceptable and what we don't. 
Um, another thing that uh, really bothers me too is that we're in America. Um, so it's kind of like there's people in America that are able to do things on one side of the country, but then on the other side of the country, uh, we're not able to do those things. So I think that's kind of uh, weird too and something I'm not really into. Um, by the way, for people that are listening, uh, we're also on YouTube. Uh, we're on YouTube, but we're also doing uh, audio on Anchor. So if you, if you want to listen in the background, after we're done with the podcast, we're going to be posting the audio version of this. So that way you can not only watch us on YouTube and watch us play, but you can also listen to the audio as well um, when you're driving in your car through Anchor. And guess what, guys? On Anchor, the audio plays in the background. So no more jumping on YouTube, Ooh. checking us out. And then have that's you nice because I know like all of us like you you might want to listen to us but then you also want to check Facebook and Instagram at the same time and as soon as you leave the YouTube app boom you're done and you're cut off and you have to jump back in with Anchor you'll be able to listen to us and still be able to surf the web and do whatever you need to do so that's what we're doing right now we're doing the audio recording and we're also doing the video podcast on YouTube as soon as this is done I'll be posting the link to the audio version on all the links that you saw. Uh, currently um so with that uh, oh yeah tom talk about the psilocybin a little bit too as well I, I finished setting up here yeah so you um so uh, i'll go back a little bit um as far as marijuana being being legal i my personal belief is it, it is not any worse in fact i think it's probably better than uh drinking alcohol so really it's like uh, you know you we're kind of dealing with the prohibition now uh in these days of um you know, you had alcohol in the back, you had the speakeasies. Now you had the underground with the marijuana. Now it's legal. And now, um, you know, now that opens the door for other stuff. Psilocybin mushrooms, I heard uh, recently, are, you know, next year in 2018 going up for, for vote to be legalized. Now, I don't know if it's – I don't think it's recreational. I think it's medical use. But there's there's been a lot of studies um, for psilocybin, you know, as people call them, magic mushrooms or shrooms or whatever. Psilocybin mushrooms to treat uh, anxiety, to treat depression, um, things like that, and help help people cope, you know, with uh, PTSD and things like that. So that'll be interesting. As like, oh man, I got team killed. As Studies start coming out, clinical trials uh, to see how how the you know how it affects uh, the brain, and I I think it could be a useful tool. Um, probably a lot better than these anti-anxiety meds and um, suicidal. You know, you get we again going back to the uh, pharmaceutical companies. You get the uh, the ads with the oh, what is going on, dude? How how that guy not die? Uh, you got all the ads for uh, pharmaceuticals and everything with all the side effects, you know, anal bleeding and whatever it might be. There's, I don't think there's any of that with psilocybin. So it, it'll be interesting to see the scope. And I actually heard a lot of tech companies have uh, a lot of their employees uh, do what's called microdosing, which, you know, instead of taking or eating like a whole bag of mushrooms throughout the day, you're eating small amounts. So it's like constantly in your system. Right. Um, it's what I understand it to be. So it's, it's boosting creativity um, for uh, programmers and just enhancing um, their ability to do work, which is kind of interesting, you know, which probably is what 
is leading this, uh, what's leading the push for California. Because look at all the tech companies out here. I mean, everything's out here. You know, Google, Twitter. Well, is Google out? Yeah, I think Google's out. I don't know where the fuck it is. But you got a lot of tech companies, you know, Facebook out here and everything. And, and that's probably what's leading uh, the push to legalize this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, it, it, you know, for someone that's taken, you know, magic mushrooms, uh, it does reset you. Um, it does make you, it just takes the edge off of everything in a different way. And it lasts for several weeks. And there's been studies that you can look up um, on psilocybin mushrooms that have proven health benefits uh, for depression. And now they're even thinking of, of, of things like Alzheimer's. And I don't think this is hardcore. We need to switch to hardcore after this. Um, I don't think it is either. No, it's not. Uh, but we need to um, we need to really focus in and look at these types of alternative medicines. Like we've been so conditioned over the years to only look at pharmaceutical medications and not look at natural stuff that's put here. And you know, for people that are really conservative as well, it's kind of like it's off putting because when you really think about it. If you believe in God, which a lot of conservatives believe in God, and, and that's what pulls them to their conservative views, it's one of those things where it's like God created mushrooms. God created weed, and to just think that he created those plants just to sit there and look pretty would be pretty naive, in, in my opinion, um, that, I, that, that I, I would think so. So I think, like, you know, there's natural medicines that are put here on this earth. Um, scientifically to balance out um, the, the beings that are here, which would be us. And then if you think of it from a religious standpoint, I think that God also put uh, medicines here as well, if, if you want to look at it like that from a conservative view. And it's just kind of funny how conservatives could be down for a man-made product um, that with a bunch of chemicals put together and say that's okay, but then be very judgmental to a very natural stuff that your own God created. And I just think it's very, it's very weird, and it goes against. That is goes, weird. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just like it's very weird to just think about that, to, to just be like, you know, you you love your God, but like you hate His creations, and you'd rather use the man-made creations used with chemicals and artificial additives and and different things that make the body go um, go haywire to fix one issue, and then you have. Well, you're not issues. fixing any any issue. The, that's the thing with the pharmaceuticals. You're not fixing anything. You're making this really, it's like a, it's like a, a fucking lazy man's fix, right? right? You, you don't like, okay. You don't want to put the work in to change your diet. You don't want to put the work in exercise, but you want to take a pill that alleviates the symptoms or alleviates the feelings. So it's like, okay, I'm living with this, this, uh, this issue. I don't really want to put the work in to to make it better because let me tell you i mean last year i had my anxiety issues but i put the work in i started meditating i started doing a bunch of things i started looking at supplements i could take i didn't you know i i got asked if i wanted to take anti-anxiety meds and i said no i don't because i i didn't want it and you know basically a year later right now after everything started for me um i'm not i'm not gonna say oh i'm i'm 100 cured but because I put the time and the work and, you know, I've got a good work ethic and I put the work forward to, to get past these issues and to deal with the actual issues, not to cover them up. I'm in a better place. So it, 
it wasn't easy, but I put the work in, but most people are not willing to do that. And, and I think when you take something like psilocybin mushrooms, it forces you, it forces you to deal with issues um, that you normally would brush off. That's why I think people don't like them or people get a bad trip or whatever it might be, but it forces you to deal with your shit and it shows you you're not in control. And once you can let that go, I think you're okay, but you have to be willing to let that go. And most people aren't. Yeah, no, most people aren't willing to let it go. And, and then you have people that were taught and brought up a certain way. And they have basically on, on how you should live your life and what you're used to. And, you know, and, and that's the problem. That's the problem is the stigmas. Instead of trying something, you know, humans used to be very um, – exploring they used to look into different things used to try different things but now it's like we've got everything set up here for us and, and this is the way it is and this is the way it's always always has been and, and will be and, and that's how really people how i see like it. the way the way it has been i disagree because i think that we have always been look at all the different cultures if you do your history and, and research it there's always where the boy or the female matures into adulthood and there's rituals, whatever it might be, you know, maybe it's, uh, you know, licking a toad and, and, and hallucinating, whatever, dude, you know, but there's always something like that. And we just, we don't have that anymore. It's like, um, people are lost, man. They just, they're lost. They don't know what to do. They, they don't grow up. You know, I, I see, people that are 50 years old that are less mature than me that maybe have had a lot of life experiences, but they're just, they can't handle, they can't control their own life. You know, it's really weird. It's, it's like, I don't know, man, I can't even fucking explain it, but it's just, it's just strange. No, strange. I, they, I don't know. It just didn't click for them, I guess. No, I understand. No, I, I mean, I really, it, it may not have clicked for them. And, and, you know, and here's the problem, too, with, with people in general when it comes to using uh, drugs and what have you is that, you know, if it doesn't fit for you, it doesn't fit for anyone. And that's what I hate is that, you know, not everything is for everyone. Like, you know, uh, there's some yeah, things. Peanuts. That, some people die when they eat them. Yeah, there's certain things that I don't like in life, but that doesn't mean that it's not for everyone else. And as long as you're not trying to things to kids or the elderly like let people live their lives you only get to live it one time uh you're sitting here trying to tell people oh if you get caught with mushrooms if you get caught with marijuana you're going to go to jail you're going to ruin every prospect for a job or a career that you've ever wanted to have and i just think that's so unfair and I just, right uh, for us to be imposing those types of things on people um i don't think we all share the same values and that's what you know, uh, this country is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be like a bunch of people that think differently but accept each other and are ready to move on. But like America's never been like that. That's just something that we say that sounds really pretty. You know, uh, it's a go. We accept everyone. We love everyone. And then from the very beginning, we put down people from different races, um, from different tri different tribes, different places of the world. You know, uh, different religious beliefs, different social beliefs, different neighborhood beliefs, and. And we've always been like that. And that's, you know, that's what's so funny about this country is that we've always had that dynamic where it's like we're all free and we all love each other. And, you know, we're all going to fight for each other in America and the true and the brave and all this stuff. 
And then when it really comes down to it, we still fall into those same uh, uh, ape-like uh, ego tendencies, like uh, those tribal mentalities. We still fall into them where it's like our tribe. This is how we believe. This is how yeah. we do things. And it's always been well, that way. We're still fighting it's, it. Yeah. And it's nice to say, oh, we accept everyone. But you know what, man? I, I always say this to everybody. doesn't matter what it – oh, fuck. doesn't matter what it is, right? Actions speak louder than words. You can talk whatever the fuck you want to talk, but you're defined by your actions. You know, you you can say, "Oh, we accept everyone," but until you actually accept everyone, until it's, it is it is seen and witnessed, you don't accept anything. I believe that. You know, until the day I die, you know, I just if if I don't believe the words that people say anymore. I believe their actions. I. I you know, not not that I judge people on their actions, but it's it's like say what you want. That's great. Yeah, a lot of people talk, but once you do it, once I see you do it, then I believe you. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? And and it's always been like it, it's just it's always been it's always been like I was saying. Oh my god, just got sniped. Um, it's really tough for this country. Like it seems like we're always last to catch on to things. Um, it seems like the, we kind of tabbed the freedom thing per se, but it was only freedom for a certain type of people uh, being white males in this country. And besides that, um, the, the freedom thing, we're always late to the party when it comes to social issues. A lot of times when it comes to uh, music, when it comes to art, like, you know, we're always like piggybacking and, and taking from other places and, it's just, it's really sad, man, that um, in this day and age with all the scientific data that we have on marijuana and that we have on psilocybin mushrooms, that we continue to still have negative views about it. And we still have politicians and people that have influence over our lives determining what we do and what, we, what we're able to do and what we're able to get, focusing oh, marijuana is just as uh, impactful as uh, heroin is. And it's like, no, it's not, man. And there's, like, scientific data to back all of this stuff up. And still, and still, and still, we continue to elect people. People that are elected continue to keep these people. Like, I want to see Republicans and Democrats, both fresh, both young, that understand when is science going to have its day in this country when it comes to things like that. Because we've seen the benefits of marijuana in places being implemented. You see DUIs being cut down. You've seen um, domestic violence being cut down. And you can, I mean, you can look up the studies about what it does for depression, what it does for anxiety, what it does just to loosen up, you know, instead of coming home and maybe having a, a glass of wine or a whiskey or whatever, some people would just like to smoke a joint. You know, alcohol is not that great for the body, but we market it like just like we do any type of food, just like at McDonald's or Burger King or, or any type of sweet candy that you see out there. And we market, but meanwhile, we can't market marijuana. And then also, like I was saying earlier. And what's interesting about that is, not to cut you off, but mm -hmm. alcohol was fucking illegal. Prohibition. Right. right? And now, because it's a business and people can make money on it, now, now it's like, oh, let's shove it in your face. Right. So anyway, continue. Yeah, no, but it's it basically, you know, what I was going to get on is, is that we're in America and we're all supposed to be Americans, right? And we're all supposed to stand up for our country and we're supposed to be proud and brave. And meanwhile, there's Americans in California 
who were smoking weed and, and relaxing on the beach. And meanwhile, I'm looking over my shoulder like I fucking got a bomb strapped to my motherfucking chest. It's absolutely ridiculous, dude. It's ridiculous. Like, you know, I thought we were all Americans. So then, oh, okay, so state rights matter when, when it on certain things. But then, no, you know, it's like, it, it's it's ridiculous. It's like, you know, state rights matter for when it, for some people, but then for some, it doesn't. And then it's just... It's but it's interesting because even though it's legal in the state, federally it's still illegal. So if they want to come down on you, they can't. It doesn't matter, you know. I just that's that's interesting too, you know. Yeah, the beginning. I know in the beginning, uh, a lot of places got caught off guard. Um, a lot of a lot of businesses out west got caught off guard because they thought that it was going to be different, but it really wasn't. And uh, but now there's a lot of fail safes and they're prepared for that. Like they don't keep their their best seeds in house. Um, they don't a lot of, a lot of times they don't even keep their money in house. They try to move it to another location so that way if they do get raided, their best seeds and their money is a Fuck safe. camper. Uh, you know, so like they don't. So when they get raided, yeah, their stock that's in house for that particular day. Uh, or a week or yeah. whatever might get taken, but their their growing seeds aren't taken. Their most of their money isn't taken. So they, there's fail safes. Uh, but you know, again, um, that shouldn't even be the case. And then meanwhile, I can go and buy fucking two twenty packs of Budweiser and drink drink myself away, and that's uh, socially fine in this country. And uh, I just think it's absolutely ridiculous that we still in 2017, with all the scientific information we have, have to go through this. Um, and it's ridiculous. And, and hopefully people really look at the science of psilocybin mushrooms, too, as well, and what they're able to do and stop looking at it in the past and, look, and looking at the, uh, the propaganda that was put out there by numerous companies, including the sugar company, uh, Big, Farm, uh, Big Pharma as well, and then, and then the government. And, and hopefully they can get over it. And then hopefully in the future we can move to a place where this country accepts these things instead of. Um, hard medications which have ravaged this country. I know so many people that are addicted to pills, and I've seen so many people that were addicted to pills, and it's a really sad situation. Yeah. It's socially acceptable. What? And, and, you, don't and see you, know what? Sessions, you don't see Jeff Sessions talking about that on fucking state. You don't see him no. talking about, yeah. oh, well, pharmaceutical, uh, pharmaceutical pills are really fucking ravaging this country. Uh, no, they're not saying that, but he's going to sit up there and compare marijuana to heroin, and then that's really sad. And, and you know what else is weird? It's like, I don't know, I don't know how it works because I'm not a fucking doctor. But man, let me tell you, oh God, fuck, he got me. <laughs> but it's like, they're so quick to push on a prescription to you, man. And let me tell you something, right? I I was at, uh, I was at uh, Kaiser picking up a prescription for somebody, and I just looked around, and it's like. All these people are so reliant on all these fucking pharmaceuticals, you know, like oh, yeah. there's everyone there. They just need it to function. And, and I understand if you have an issue, you've got chronic pain, you need it for certain times. But when it becomes something that you're reliant on and, you know, it's like, I need it. Otherwise I can't think I need it or I can't go to work. I need it or this, I need it or that you're, you're taught to believe that you right. know, when you, when you go, you go to the doctor, for example, I just talked about this. I went, I went because I had those anxiety issues. I didn't know it was anxiety. I thought I was having a fucking heart attack. Right. 
So I go to the doctor. He's like, sounds like, sounds like, uh, you know, you got some anxiety. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, yeah. Um, you know, we could, we could put you on, uh, so-and-so I'm like, you know what? I don't want that. (laughs) I'm like, you know, what, what can I do? Oh, this guy's camping. Got that fucker. What, what can I do, you know, to change this? And, and his, I'll tell you what, his advice was not that great. And, and, you know, respect to him because he's a doctor and he went to school, you know, this and that. But I will tell you this, the information I have learned on podcasts um, about health and wellness and all kinds of stuff was way more beneficial than what he could sit down and tell me and I had to pay for it. Um, it, it, it was crazy. And I, I chose to handle it myself. And like I said before, the benefits, you know, it's just, they're there, they show, but man, yeah, the, the pharmaceuticals, man, it's, it's ravaging. You know, you, have you, have you seen the Oxycontin Express? No, I haven't seen that. Okay. So there, there's a, there's a uh, documentary called the Oxycontin Express and basically um, I think it's changed the state of Florida and it probably because of uh, the po- the uh, I keep saying fucking want to say podcast probably because of the documentary, but people would drive from like Ohio to come down to Florida to shop for pharmaceuticals, and the reason they were doing it was because there was no database, so you could go to you know you could go to various uh, oh got that fucker. Oh man, um, you can go to various shops. Like you know, like you're going to the mall, man. You go to a bunch of different shops. You want to go uh, to this corner and say, "Hey, my back hurts. Um, I need I need some uh, oxycons." Right? They would give it to you. You drive down down the street, like two blocks down. Same thing. Maybe they wouldn't give it to you. You go two blocks down. You get some more. You go two blocks down. Get some more. And then eventually. You've got a fucking stockpile of pills that sell for a lot of money and you can drive it back up to Ohio where it's not, you know, people do not, aren't able to access that, right? Because right. of that, that there was like, um, it was like a loophole in the state of Florida that people were exploiting. So you could drive up there and sell all these pills for, you know, you, you'd, you'd pay 50 bucks for a bottle and you would sell each pill for 50 and you pay for your gas money, you pay for your car, all this stuff, and then make money on top of it. People were doing this. Right. And uh, I think it eventually did change. I think there is a database now. But, man, that pharmaceutical stuff, man, people get addicted. It ruins lives. You know, you get a, you get a back injury, and instead of stretching, doing yoga, um, eating right, making sure you're hydrated, and, and rehabbing it the proper way, the doctor prescribes you pills and you get addicted. And um, from what I understand, it's easy to get addicted to it. I've never experienced that, so I don't know. But it's just – it's crazy, man. It's, it's fucking crazy and it ruins lives. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, pills definitely ruin lives. But, you know and, – and the problem is, is too, is the whole system's messed up because the way that doctors are trained – they're not trained in any type of alternative medicine. You know, they're not even trained in diet. Like, you know, uh, like we've heard discussed on the Joe Rogan podcast uh, plenty of times. There's so many doctors that just don't know enough um, nutrition. 
And so, like, they get their information from pharmaceutical reps. Um, and right, so, right. Which is crazy. And, you know, because pharmace pharmaceutical reps are only there for one thing, and that's to sell product. And, and don't get me wrong, because I'm pretty sure that there are pharmaceutical reps out there that do care. And I'm also sure that there's pharmaceuticals out there that are pretty good for your body and that those places do care. But a lot of times, those people that come in your office, they're there to make sales. You know, they're there to make yep. have a career. They have families. And, and they're, they're there to give you the information based on that they're getting from their company. So the, the information, it's, it's basically biased information that you're yeah. getting that all pulls to the medication that you're trying to peddle to these doctors. And unless these doctors are doing things on the side to really learn about nutrition, to learn about alternative medicines, and then again, also, if it's not part of the, the curriculum, a part of the study, if they're, if, they're, if they're giving out this information, they could get sued. So then there's another issue. So you have doctors that might care about these types of things, but aren't able mm -hmm. to give out this information because if they give out the right. information, they might be liable to get sued. So that's, that's, something, yeah. that's a whole other issue. So the whole system is fucked up. It's not going to be something that's going to be taken care of overnight. Um, the little steps, the, the, they've been baby steps. I mean, this is something that, that needs to happen at a much higher clip. It, it's something that needs to get moving now and much faster. And we need to get people that don't understand the scientific information that's going on. And we need to get them out of there and get people that are in office, in politics, in, in these businesses that understand real science and what's going on right now and that are willing to help people, not just based on the bottom dollar, but on patient care as well. And, you know, we need to shift, we need to shift the, whole, the whole paradigm. We need to switch it off of money. And we need to switch it where it should be is on healthcare, And that's the problem yep. is because we have people that become doctors because not because they necessarily want to help people and because that's their life journey, but it's because it's a great salary and it's because what your parents pushed on you and, and what you might happen to be good at is studying or doing this and that. And we yeah. need to get people in there that aren't concerned necessarily about money. And one way to do that is to knock the salaries down. And I know that is a tough thing to say because doctors do really important things, not only in this country, but in, in, in the world. But at the same time, when you, when you charge someone, when you, when you pay someone like they do, they're going to want that more than they are actually helping people because they want to continue their way of life. And, and not just the, not to mention the, uh, the school bills uh, that are accrued to and doing that salary and he's got to pay that shit Yeah, off. the student debt. Yeah. And so it's, it's this whole system where everything's fucked up and I just don't really see it getting fixed in, uh, oh, I killed my guy uh, entirely. <laughs> I don't see it really nah. getting fixed entirely. Um, I think we'll have small victories like you see in California and then eventually I see it getting taken away um, because that's just human nature. Uh, a bunch of fake stories will now uh, people believe fake news fake fake news fake news but it's true you, um, you'll get a bunch of that and unfortunately i think that these types of things will be taken away from us um and it'll be the seesaw battle back and forth until eventually we get a le leadership uh in office that refuses to listen to some of the nonsense that's uh, been out there in the past like you take a guy like jeff sessions a very old guy i'm not saying old people aren't smart because obviously they are um, but the things that they have learned over the course of the years, by the time that they learned those things, those things were outdated by 20 or 30 years. Info, man. Yeah, Just, it, like, 
just like cholesterol, right? Right. Oh, don't eat a fucking egg because it's got cholesterol. Your dietary cholesterol intake that has has little to no effect on your cholesterol levels. Like it, it just it drives me insane. It just it fucking drives me crazy. I'm getting pissed off right now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it, it, it is irritating because you know the people that should be really running this country and having more influence is, is maybe our generation, but you know it's getting stifled because you know we keep getting pushback from the older generation. And I'm not saying that people should die at a young age, but like you know, older people are living a lot longer than they should, and that also falls into professions. You're having people in professions longer than they normally would because of modern medicine and technology. And and what comes with that is the knowledge and the past knowledge and the old knowledge and the outdated knowledge that comes along with these people as well, which is evident in someone like Jeff Sessions. And that's one thing about Trump that I was really hoping that, you know, he kept saying that he was going to drain the swamp and get rid of, like, all these old politicians that did things the same ways. And he really just didn't do that. What he really did is got a bunch of people, a bunch of new people that did, uh, which is good because, you know, um, you know, people that get positions and they may not necessarily be qualified, but they might have some of the tools um, that you're looking for and and you have on, on the job training. And I'm all for people stepping into it position the unknown because that's one thing that humans don't do anymore we're so comfortable in our own skins but sometimes the unknown challenges you and, and you present new ideas and new challenges to whatever you're doing so i get that but you have a little bit of that and then you have a little bit of just the old school stuff you know you just get these old politicians you know um trump is not really a republican uh he just falls into the republican um, um category because he's able to he was able to win or that way uh, than he would as a Democrat, especially running against someone like Bernie Sanders. If he went as a Democrat, he would lose to Bernie Sanders in the primary. And so it was smart of him to do what he did. But at the same time, knowing that, uh, he sh- I, I was expecting more smart, business-savvy type of Republican office that realized like things like medical marijuana and psilocybin are things that are eventually going to be completely debunked and accepted by society as a whole. So let's do it now. Let's make money now. I mean, because it's a, an absolute cash cow um, and can completely dig us out of scenarios that we are in as far as owing money to other countries and building infrastructure in this country, which is completely falling apart 100%. And it's just not, it's not, it's the same old as, you know, these guys come in and they think they can do this and that. The same thing with Obama and Trump and Bush and all these people. And they, they don't know what the fuck's going on. They, they don't, they don't really they know. And we don't either. You know, that's right. the thing. We don't. We think we know, but we don't. And that's it. And they get in and they realize, you know, you're only one person and you're important, but you're that important. And, and it's like you got to play nice. And so you have to elect certain people that you may not want to elect. And you have to have certain views that you may not want to have in office just because you have to satisfy the Republican vote and the Democratic yeah. vote. And in a have- sense, they're doing what we're doing. They're, they're constantly picking the lesser of two evils, you know? Right. So it's, we- it's weird when you think about it. Like, they get elected because of that, but then they're doing that, you know? They're, they're picking the lesser of two evils. Like, oh, man, if I represent this, then this. If I represent that, then that. And it's weird, man. Politics is crazy. It is crazy. Like you have to throw a dog a bone, and that's what it is. It's like if you're doing things because Trump is—he does a lot of things that Republicans don't like, that like conservatives don't like, and, and, and wouldn't say. 
And so you got to throw a dog a bone. So he has to throw his party and his people a bone every so often and elect people that fall in line with the party and their values. And it sucks, man. Instead of just being like, oh, I'm going to just do what I think is best, you know, because I'm president. And so really, like, we don't need, we don't have a president problem. We have a system problem. And it's a little bit outdated. And, uh, you know, and here's another thing, man. Like, we're still under some rules and regs, and regs that, like, you know, some old white dudes um, with fake wigs and wooden teeth were making. And it's like, I think we need to reevaluate the whole system. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, yeah, and redo, and redo it. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with updating things like that and being like, you know what? Uh, it's time to redo this this whole thing. You know what I mean? And, 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 and look at it. Really look at it. Um, from the current scientist's perspective, like we need to start using science and politics. There's always been a thing where it's like religion and politics kind of come together, even though we, uh, for, for people on the outside, we always say don't mix politics and religion. But really on the inside, at least in America, it's a Christian nation. And there's always these mixed views. And really, like, there's no problem. Like, you know, if you, this is how I look at it. If you believe in God, Science is part of that, because if you think that God really made us out of clay, then you're a fucking fool. Like, if your God is all-powerful, then he made you out of very complex things like cells and molecules and, and, and stem cells and, and blood and tissue and all these different things. And so don't limit your God. Don't make him so small-minded. So I think by using science, you, you, you actually give God a little bit more respect because you're using the tools that are present that on this earth for you to be able to use. You know what I'm saying? It's, yep. like, it's like they just use like text that's been rewritten by man so many times. And so looking at the earth, you can't, man did not create this earth. And so if you really do believe in God, if you really are um, a conservative, then I would be more in tune with the earth than anything because it is really the only true test of the, the material, the, the true test of time that has stood there is it, the materials that are actually put here because your God actually made them, you right. know? And, and so it, it's so funny how it's like completely opposite in one other way. But uh, to transition off of that, even um, just to let people know, um, we that was are heavy for a minute. There. It, it was heavy <laughs> for a bit. I do have some Jameson in me. I've, I've been drinking <clears throat> Uh, one thing that we have been doing uh, for new people checking in, because we are doing this on Anchor as well, uh, for the people on YouTube who are actually doing an audio version of this as well, that will be available as soon as we're done uh, doing this. Um, but for the people on Anchor that are listening, uh, we are on YouTube right now, and we are playing a video game called the Duty World War II on PlayStation 4. As we're talking, it's a video game podcast. This is the audio version of it. If you'd like to see us play as you Listen, um, you won't be able to see it live, but, but you will be able to see us um, very shortly after that. You can click on the link on Anchor under our profile in Practice Space Films. That should take you to our, uh, to our page, and you'll be able to um, look at what, we're, what you're listening to. But we decided we wanted to do an audio version, too, because people, they like to get on Facebook and Instagram on their phones as well and not just be uh, stuck on the YouTube app because the YouTube app doesn't run in the backwards, in the background, uh, excuse me. But the Anchor app does run in the background. Uh, we found out uh, this app through uh, Gary V, who is an entrepreneur, a businessman, and um, me and Tom both respect the guy very highly. Um, a lot of people talk shit about him, which I don't like. They're like, oh, well, 
he had money, he had money to start with, so he doesn't even really know. And I'm like, you know what? Just because someone that has shit money, matters. yeah, yeah, just because someone has money doesn't mean that they can't be inspirational, and doesn't mean they don't have something that they can give you that'll help you along the way to accomplish your goals. Like, I mean, that's the whole point of this whole fucking thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, look at the end result. Who cares about the fucking? You know, don't don't wallow in your own fucking sorrow and, and say, oh, you know, here this, here that. Who cares? The end result is the end result, right? And he's fucking successful, and he's trying to help other people be successful. So why not, like, cherish that? You know, why shit on the guy? It's just, I don't, I don't get it, man. And what not only is he successful, he's a pretty cool dude, and he also gives... He gives you tools and tips for things that, like, normal people like me. Like, I lost my job a few years ago, and I had to sell a lot of my possessions, and I had to thrift shop and buy things at a lower price and sell them for a higher price. And those are the things that he preaches on his Facebook. Now, this is a million – this is, has millions and millions and millions of dollars, and he's showing people how to buy toys from uh, thrift shops and from garage sales and then flip them on eBay. Like, I mean, he, the, the guy seems like a decent guy. He really does. Um, and, and, you know, and so this is one of the apps that he suggested. So we downloaded it and, and we were looking for a way to do the audio as well um, as the video. And this happens to be it. And I'm very happy and hopefully it turns out well and you can get a on Anchor, and then hopefully the people that are listening to us on YouTube um, can also have an outlet to listen to us as well if they're doing other things on their phone, but they still want to listen to us. So, um, yeah, so to the Anchor crew, um, thank you. Welcome aboard. And um, to the YouTube people, you have another way of listening to us and still being able to surf the Internet as well. Um, but one thing that we also want to talk about is the fucking cold weather. I don't know where everybody's living at, but I live in New York. And it has been like 15, 17, 18 degrees, like every fucking day. They're like breaking records uh, across the country of how cold it's fucking been. I mean, I don't know how cold it is by you, man, but it's been one of the coldest winters in New York history. Yeah, it's been cold here. Um, the other morning I woke up and uh, it was fucking like 27 degrees, you know? So definitely, definitely it's been cold here too. You know, that, that like really... I bet you that really fucking puts a a knife and a twist of the knife into the people talking about global warming, you know? Like, I don't... <laughs> controversial subject, but <clears throat> either way, I think that, you know, the planet goes through cycles of heating and warming. And uh, I just think that people get so caught up in their beliefs, man. You know, they, they, they get married to the ideal... I, I, can't, I can't talk. Ideology, bop, bop. right? Is that it? Um, and it's like, oh, you know, there, there can be no variation from their belief. But um, anyway, I bet a bunch of people are pissed off about that. But yeah, record, record cold. It's interesting. And uh, what, like, what do you, what, what is it right there right now? Like, what's the temperature? Uh, I don't know. I'm, when I went out earlier today, it was 17 degrees out. Uh, it, was, it was pretty fucking cold, man. Uh, I did a photo shoot on the weekend. It was really fucking cold. Um, and yeah, it was definitely colder than last year, that's for sure. And they're, they're breaking records for the streak of like just how cold it's been. And that's just with no snow. Well, what the fuck was that? I'm not even sure. Um, but just uh, light cold. It, it just I, might, I might have to take a quick intermission real quick, man. There's a really oh, loud sound. Hold on one sec. Oh yeah, right well, Tank, yeah, Tank will be back, so I'll just uh, talk. But yeah, no, it's just been like so cold here in New York. It's like, been, like almost unbearable. 
And I'm a cold person, man. I could fucking deal with the cold. I don't really mind it. Um, but, man, it's been fucking cold, super cold in the house, um, in the apartment buildings. There's been complaints uh, in New York about the cold in, in the apartments. Um, and, and, by the way, too, we're playing Call of Duty World War II. Um, if you guys check in, we don't usually play this bad, but it's really hard um, trying to talk um, and really stay on point on the discussion and then also uh, try to play the fucking game. So I will say that 100%. It's not easy. Bad, so you play better than I will show you my stats if you want to see them. But no, it's hard to play this game, especially on hard and try to talk. But hey, we're gamers, so we're going to do what we do. Um, yeah, I'm back, man. Sorry. Shit. I think I think uh, somebody like shot off some fireworks or something. Like, it's not like a fucking gunshot. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ooh, got that last kill, though. They're gonna yeah, see the bad. last. They're gonna see that last kill after you were just talking about. We play better than that. Watch this. Here it comes. <laughs> Here it. Oh, they didn't show it. Oh, it wasn't me. They did it to me. They did it to you. <laughs> they. But um, there's another thing that happened too, is that for the New Year's ball drop in New York City, they fucking for some reason decided to bring Mariah Carey back on TV after her <laughs> disaster fucking performance. Oh my god, the year before where Spacey just gave up pretty much in the middle of her lip singing fucking fiasco, and she would she was an absolute hot mess, and it's really sad to see an artist like that because when we were kids, when we were like in seventh grade or so mariah carey was like the hot shit when she first dropped like not only was she really pretty but she had a beautiful voice and she hit octaves that like no other singer was really hitting at the time uh, she made a bunch of hit songs and she was on her way to stardom and she did she fucking killed it but there's a problem that i think you know with artists in general like when they hit a certain age it's that they can't let it go. Certain artists realize what's going on, and they're able to separate it and say, you know what, it's time. It's time to go. And then you have people that hang on. They try to hang on to the glory, and maybe they do have, like, some personality issues, um, but she cannot hit those octaves anymore. And her, and her songs, especially her older songs, that she tries to sing them, are so built off of being able to hit those notes, and she just can't do it anymore. And it's just really, really sad. And, and even just listening to her, which she did an all right job in her performance, but that's not Mariah Carey that I remember. And it's time for her to hang it up. She couldn't hit the high notes. Once you see the backup singer start to sing your, your important parts, you know it's time to go. And then, like, she turns around and she starts asking for tea and shit. She's like, well, before we get to the next song, I'm supposed to have some hot tea here. Oh, there's no hot tea. This is a disaster, but... Okay, I guess I'll just have to sing this song. No one else has hot tea. So you know, I when I hear that shit, I, I wish I was in the room when that discussion happened. You know, <laughs> like, like, what did she say? Like, um, you know, I'm going to need a hot tea between each set. And what did they say? Were they like, oh, yeah, we'll get that to you? Or were they like, eh, I don't know, it's kind of an unre unreasonable uh, request. You know, like, what the fuck really happened, you know? And Here's then, the thing, man. I really think for a fact that they knew that she's a fucking walking disaster. And You're going to get I ratings, think, huh? 
I think, yeah, I think that they knew she was going to say or do something, and that just brings more viewers, and that just extends it through Twitter and all these other outlets, and um, I think that he's like, yeah, we'll get you your fucking hot tea, and then, like, don't bring her the fucking tea, just see if she says something, because they know she's, like, a straight-up diva, and that she's yeah. going to say something and, and act like that, even if she's such dick. She's still gonna fucking. She's still gonna say stuff like that. She's still gonna fucking. Even if she's the worst performer ever, she's still gonna act like she's the best, and she's gonna be like that demanding diva. And and like they were like, just don't bring the tea out because I mean, if you know that's like one of her only requests, why isn't the hot tea there? The hot tea's not there because they're waiting for her to say something and be a hashtag. And she was, and she became she became one of the first memes of 2018. Was hashtag hot tea. Hashtag fucking hot tea. <laughs> and she's just sitting there like, oh, I, well, I guess no one else has hot tea. Well, no, we don't have fucking hot tea, bro. It's like 15 fucking degrees out in New York City. No, there's no fucking hot tea in the fucking crowd, you dumb bitch. What are you, it's just, fucking dumb? <laughs> what are you, fucking dumb? Like, you know, and it, this isn't like a woman thing. So don't even, like, take it there. It's just like, she, you can tell she's one of those people that has an attitude. She's a diva. And, uh, you know, and, and I just, she just hasn't been good in a very long time. And she's killing it for me. Like, she, like, all those things that you, as, as a kid, growing up, thinking Mariah Carey is awesome. It's like, those things are gone. And now the new generation, all they see is this type of stuff. And that's all they're going to remember. Like, you know, yep. so, like, the old people be like, oh, I remember Mariah Carey. Like, she, she, like someone like Janet Jackson. I think she did a good job. Like, Janet Jackson had, like, a bunch of hits and shit. And, like, she was very, very successful. Jennifer Lopez, another person, very successful. But Jennifer Lopez is still killing it for two reasons. Jennifer Lopez is still in phenomenal shape. And she transitioned more to acting than necessarily being the, the singer that she was. Um, and, and she's also a dancer as well. So there's like a three tier thing where like she can hit people with, and her career is still thriving. She's on a show called Blue Bloods, I think it's called, uh, and it's, it's a pretty decent show. It's like a typical cop show or whatever. Um, but it's time for Mariah Carey to retire and put it down. And uh, it's just really sad to see someone in a career like that. You often see that with um, a lot of sports athletes and um, mixed martial arts guys and, and people of all sorts of careers where they used to be the best of the best. Living past their time, you know? Yeah, they just can't, they can't give it up, man. And I don't, I know it's probably hard because it's the only thing you know. And, and now you're not good at it anymore. Or but but that goes into like, is it because they're doing it because they have to, or are they doing it because they want to? Like, what, what's the deal here? You know, is it, uh, Hold up, man. Where's this dude at? Oh, he, he, got, he got blowed up. Like, are they poor and they have to do it to make that money? You know? Like, what's the deal? Oh, no. They're not poor. They want to they do it. Yeah, you know what? I, it, I, I get that. They're not poor. But, like, you, you know what? People think just because you're Mariah Carey, you're a fucking millionaire and you got all this money. But what are your expenses? You know, what is your debt? What, you know, people don't know that stuff. And, right, and they might, they, they could be in real financial trouble, but obviously they're not going to fucking like say that out loud, you know, right. in the public, but it, it just, it, you just never know, man. What, what are so many true intentions? Like that's, that's what I was one of the truth, man. The truth tells all, 
But people right. fucking lie, you know? And yes men, too, which is an issue. Because people like that, they got a bunch of people that are trying to survive along Fuck. with it. They stole my table. So if Mariah Carey's still working, they're still working. You know, so it's like, oh, oh, Mariah, you sound great. You know, you got a great set. Meanwhile, she's not, it's Chris. She's not that good. And so it, that's another problem. And man, you're still making that 20%, you know? Exactly. You're, you're stylist. You're, you're, you're dancing coach. You're, you're singing coach. Oh, you still got it. You still got it. And it's very hard because these people are living off the backs of these, these superstars, even in late age. And it, it's really tough. Like, so it's like, I don't blame her in that way, but it's just the way she goes about it. I don't give two fucks about her. You know what I mean? Because she, yeah, she's you know, very humble, you know, in the process. You got to have a responsibility as a human to, to you have to, do, there's got to be checks and balances, right? Like, I'm not going to surround myself with people that always tell me yes, because then I know it's bullshit. You know, it's like, if someone tells me, that's why, like, you know, being friends with you is great because you'll fucking tell me like it is, dude. You oh, know? absolutely. And, and I, I fucking, like, that, that's invaluable, man. That's fucking priceless. If you can find somebody that, that will do that for you, man, that'll change your life, you know? Because those people that always say yes, they do more harm than good. You know, sometimes, you know, sometimes you got to be told something. So you can get off your fucking lazy ass and do it. But other times, man, it's just, it, it, you got to be told the truth. You need the truth. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You need the truth. And when, you know, you're a big superstar, a big fighter, a big athlete or what have you, it doesn't matter, you know, because they can tell you that you suck or you're good or you're whatever. And they're still going to fucking crush it because you know you're good. But when those skills diminish... And that's why being a decent person, taking care of the good people in your life matters. When those things do happen, you are going to get the truth. You are going to get someone that's willing to, to go out of their way and do those things and say those things for you to let you know, like, you're, you know, dude, you're off, man. Like, you need to fucking get it together. You know what I mean? And and they, those people don't have it. It's, re it's really, really sad. It's it's really, really sad. But um, speaking of, um, you know, performances and people um, – we had Cyborg uh, versus Holly Holm um, in MMA. Um, they had a fight uh, this past weekend. Uh, Cyborg uh, wound up beating Holly Holm in the decision. Uh, Holly Holm put up a big, uh, I mean, a good fight, um, but ultimately wound up losing to Cyborg. Um, Cyborg pretty much controlled the fight. Um, just Holly put up a better, you know, a little bit of a fight in the first two rounds or whatever. Um, but uh, that that's a that's another huge fight, and, and uh, a lot of people they they may not care about women's fighting. Um, but that was a really, really good fight. I didn't catch it myself. I just saw the after the after fight and, and the previews and stuff, and I wanted to see it. But during the holidays, it's really to see it was all over the place. But yeah. man, that was that was a huge fight. I mean, Holly Holmes a good fighter, um, but Cyborg's a fucking beast, you know. Yeah, man. If if uh, you don't know who Cyborg and Holly Holm is, uh, Holly was the person that beat Ronda and knocked her out. Everybody knows that. Everybody saw that. So if, if, um, you know, if you don't know who she is, that's who she is. Um, and then Cyborg is a female who, you know, she fights. This fight took place at 145 pounds. And Cyborg, from what I've read and all this stuff, she cuts about 30 pounds. And, you know, this goes back in the whole weight cutting 
thing that we talked about like on previous podcasts, but she's, you know, in shape. I don't know how tall she is. What is she about five eight? Something like that. But yeah, probably you know, like she's that. like, dude, she's like me. She's like me. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm like yeah. I'm like one I'm I'm five eight, five nine, whatever you want, five eight and a half. Yeah. I'm 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 eleven and a half years old, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but um she cuts from 175 pounds to make 145 pounds, man. And um that's a lot of weight to cut, man. She's a big female, you know. Not saying like she's fat, not not right. any of that bullshit, but she's a big female. She is the biggest female fighter that fights 145 pounds, without a doubt, you know. And she she cut a lot of weight and Holly, I don't think Holly cuts that much weight. Holly's really skilled and what my thought before this fight happened I, I thought, oh, that guy fucking, that guy, that guy fucked up. I thought Holly had a good chance because Holly's a counter striker. Um, Cyborg normally is very aggressive. And I thought Holly could, you know, she could counter that aggressive style. Um, but to everyone's surprise, Cyborg came out and seemed like a mature fighter. And did not, you know, did not go ham. She didn't go crazy. She kept right. composed, right? She showed her experience. And I don't know. I, I, I think, you know, I think part of Holly's game plan was to counter Cyborg. And when Cyborg wasn't giving those openings by being aggressive, I think that kind of changed things up a little bit for Holly. And, uh, but that being said... Holly did not get finished. It went to decision, you know, went five rounds. And, uh, I, you know, I don't know every single fight in Cyborg's career, but um, she normally finishes people, man. She normally KOs people. And that just didn't happen. So, you know, props to her. Props to Holly, man. She, she fucking put up a hell of a fight. And uh, I don't know if there's going to be a rematch, but well, she's I wish tough I could as see nails. It. You know, Holly's tough as nails, too. I mean, for people that don't know um, the back history of uh, Holly Holm, like, uh, I mean, she's a, a, a kickboxing champion, and she's also a boxing champion, a world champion as well. Um, so she has won belts at pretty much, like, every level of, of major fighting, like, that you could really have um, that has any type of importance in the world um, for the woman's side of it. And so she's tough as nails. Uh, she's skilled, very disciplined. Um and you know she, she, you know, it's it's one of those things. She's four and four as an MMA fighter um, with UFC, and you know, like when people start getting those like money records and stuff, you start seeing people disappear. But I, I really just think she got beat a lot of times, just like not like flat on beat. She just got beat by a better fighter, and and just the circumstances were a little bit different than what's expected, but. She can really beat, I think, like any female fighter on any given night. You know what I mean? It's like it's not one of those things where she's overmatched. Like she doesn't belong in the UFC. Like I think that's like that's the case for Holly. I just think that she's really fought a lot of tough fucking opponents in, yeah. in a really close time. And you know, I think the women's division, like you have like the best of the best, and there's a lot of like flack underneath. 
Um, but because the field is a lot smaller, it's kind of tougher in a way too. Um, yeah, so, the so. the women's division right now is very similar to what the men's division was like years ago, where right. you had you had certain people like, uh, for example, Ronda Rousey, unbeatable, right? Nobody could beat Ronda, and then somebody comes along and beats her, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, it ups the bar. You know, it's like the the four minute mile, right? You know, like um, nobody could run the four minute mile. Then when somebody did, all of a sudden everybody else could. You right. Know? It's right. A, it's a similar thing. It, it it sets the bar, and then now everyone knows that the goal is attainable. So, um, it's it's a really weird thing, but I think that's what we're seeing now with women's MMA. The same thing that happened to men's MMA years ago, and it's really for me, it's exciting to watch it again. I love it, man. I think it's great. No, it's really good, and the, you know these women show like a lot of different skills. Uh, and I think people that actually watch mixed martial arts have a lot less bias when it comes to the skill levels of the sport uh, as opposed to other sports where they have women's football, they have women's basketball, softball, etc. Um, but I think mixed martial arts, when it comes to females, are a lot more accepted um, by their male uh, counterparts. Than in, and then in other sports, you know, because they know what it takes. Uh, they know uh, what it is to be a fighter at that type of a level. So there's a lot more respect. Uh, whereas, like, even in women's basketball, I mean, women's basketball, it's pretty much the same sport, only they're not dunking. Um, but you don't have the same respect. Fans don't respect it in the same way. Uh, as they do on men's basketball. Um, but, you know, the skill level is still there, the hand-eye coordination, the shooting. But in fighting, you get a little bit more respect. And I think as a female, because most females aren't fighters in the uh, the open world, that you get a little bit more respect in a sense. Um, maybe uh, when they're coming up, they don't get the same respect. But once you make it to that level, I think there is a respect that, like, man, you know, to be a female and, and to pursue this type of career uh, and be good at it, uh, there is respect in it. And so, you know, congratulations to Cyborg for winning. Um, Holly Holm, I still think that she needs to keep doing what she's doing. Um, yeah, and, definitely. You know, because she's hanging in there with some of the best of the best, and it could just go either way. She's just happening happen to fight the best of the best. And sometimes when you do that, you win. Sometimes you lose. And she's 4-4. Four and four. Um, So she's yep. 500. And, um, you know, what kind of sucks, too, is that she's an older fighter as well, like Cyborg. Uh, Cyborg's a little bit older than her by a few years. Um, but she's also been a champion in a lot of other sports, um, like boxing and kickboxing. So she, she wasn't necessarily just doing mixed martial arts from the very beginning. Which I think kind of hampers her when she fight when they fight fight <coughs> like cyborg, yeah. you know what I mean? But uh, you know, it, it's very yeah. exciting, and I can't wait to see you know what they what they draw up next with the women's division. Yeah, the next fight I think has to be man. It's got to be in the women's division. It's got to be cyborg and Amanda Nunes. Oh because, yeah. Because yeah, Amanda Nunes is the female that most recently beat Ronda. You know, she destroyed Ronda for Ronda's comeback. Like, it wasn't even fucking fair. Like, it... I don't think so, man. I could be wrong, but I don't think she has, man. Um, But she, you know, she is a big 135-er. She's got power. She's got reach. She could... Oh, I got a mortar strike, man. Hold up. Where are these guys at? All right. 
man. I think she, if anybody could give, you know, anybody could give Cyborg a fight right now, it's Amanda Nunes. Got one. I mean, mortar strike. Nah, I think, I think, you know, um, I, I think she's got the power to, to, you know, contest with Cyborg and maybe push her back a little bit. I'm not saying she's going to beat her because, yeah, obviously, obviously, to 135. Yeah, but, 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 um, oh, yeah, got him with the grenade. I'm about to drop that artillery. That's what I want to see, man. I want to see that. Oh, oh defeat. I Come definitely on. want to see. I definitely want to see it. But you know what? I would. I kind of want to see Cyborg win. I, I would want to see Cyborg beat her. I don't know. I just kind of just like see Cyborg. somebody on top that's dominant. You know. Yeah, I love that. You know, and I, I just, you know, I, I didn't like Ronda the way she always acted. How she was like a badass, and then she got beat one time, and then all of a sudden she's fucking. You know, she's depressed and all of a sudden she can't fight no more. And, like, it's just, like, very uh, – that defeatist attitude, um, which, you know, listen, I've never been a champion on the level that Ronda Rousey has been at in any point in my life for more than five seconds. So I can't understand, like, the, the, the fall from grace that you would have mentally from losing a fight like that. But come on, man. Like, you're, you were the fucking man – for like ever and then you get beat one time and then it's like you completely fall apart and now you're not in the picture and you're wrestling for WWE it's like to me great when you're on top you know what I'm saying and it's like you not only were you a a good mixed martial arts fighter but you're also an Olympic champion as well but like I just think that Ronda like never really developed a good stand-up game like it was good enough for the division for when she was in at that particular time uh-huh. But she, but when you saw her against Amanda Nunes and you saw her against Holly, especially against Holly, because that's that's where she really fucked up. Because Holly, that's where her strengths are, are in boxing and and punching. You know, because she's a world champion in those fields. You know, and that, and that's why I think that served her well against Cyborg, and that she was able to take all that. Because you know, people for whatever they want to say about arts. A lot of the time, these fights they end standing up, and they don't end up on the ground. Um, Every fight and, starts standing up too. That's what people yeah, remember. It starts standing up. A lot of times, it ends standing up. And for someone like Holly, that can benefit her because she's a champion at doing both of those things, and that is what serves her a benefit um, when you fight someone like that. And it just seemed like Ronda. When you look back now and you look at like how MMA fighting is for females now, and you look at when Ronda was ruling, you could really see that the one thing that hampered her was the stand-up, because it doesn't end on the ground, which is which is Ronda's big thing. Is that, you know, she had the judo flips and all that shit, and the yeah. wrestling. Well, that's that. what happens when you put all your eggs in one basket, right? You know, right. You, it's like, all right, uh, my entire career, I've won, like, what if she win her first nine fights by armbar in the fucking first round? You know, yeah. that is... A failure, I believe, on her coach's part. You know, you you can't allow somebody to think that just because that's happened every time that it's going to keep happening. It's not. You have to be prepared for the worst, man. Hope, prepare for the worst, hope for the best, right? Right. That's what has to happen. And if if you're banking on landing that early takedown and getting that early finish with the armbar, 
you're setting yourself up for failure because you're not preparing right. You know, that's just, it is what it is, man. That's just the way it is. I'm sorry. I don't care what anybody no, says. Yeah. It is what it is. It, it is what it is, and it sucks because, you know, it's a problem that mixed martial arts, I think, in my opinion, is had a problem with this. You get a champion like that, and it just it's so hard because when you take the gloves off and it comes down to just fighting one-on-one, you know, anyone can win on a given day, especially on that level. But it sucks because that's what that sport needs. It needs someone like Conor McGregor who can go in there and beat ass nine times out of ten and, and take names later, you know, because you need someone to attach to. You know, you need those characters. You know, that's what makes wrestling so popular is that you have these characters that you can – attach yourself to and, and that's that's why they're able to sell out arenas on a sport that's not real i mean athletically and physically yeah it's very real because these guys are still throwing their bodies around but as far as the sports concerned it's not and, and i really think that um they need a champion like that and, and you need someone to and you need an opposing figure like connor you know connor is just such a a galvanizing figure and he has such a huge personality and he's funny and he's in your face you either hate him or you love him and he, but he can back it up and he'll kick your ass and and like yep. that's what that's what ufc needs those types of people to hang in there you know like george st pierre great champion super fucking good fighter but he's so humble and he, like he almost doesn't have a personality um when it comes to fighting and i think that hurts him a little bit you know, yeah, uh, yeah as far as he was a huge uh, pay-per-view sale, but still, right? Imagine if if he was talking shit like Conor McGregor. That would be like that. That would be like the perfect fighter, right there, right? You know? Yeah, because he's not getting on ESPN. Like I saw him on First Take, which is a sports show that's predominantly football and basketball, and George St. Pierre was on there because mixed martial arts is now popular since he is retired, and Conor and others have brought the sport up to the next the next level uh, socially. Um, but, you know, he wasn't, when he was on top, he wasn't cross, he wasn't crossing over the lines into other sporting uh, commentary areas and stuff. Because he just didn't have the personality for it. He was just, a, he was a great fighter and he brought a lot to the table. But personality-wise, like, he wasn't that, that personality that the sport needed to push it into the mainstream to where people that don't even watch fighting know who he is. You know what I mean? It's like, um, and, and that's what, that's what Conor McGregor brings. And I think that's what the, the female division needs as well um, to take it to the next level. And I thought like Rhonda might've had a, a piece of that. Um, but then right when she was right in the middle of it and she was getting movie deals and she was getting all that type of stuff, boom, she's out of it and, and, and in an embarrassing way almost for her. Like it was like a super fall of grace, fall from grace because of the way that she went down. And um, it's, it's definitely like really sad to see that, but hopefully, you know, you got some new players coming in and out always and, and you know, you'll see what happens. Um, but speaking of uh, disasters and, and horror stories, um, they're They're making a new Halloween movie uh, coming out with uh, Jamie, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and, uh, apparently, uh, John Carpenter, the original director of the first Halloween, has given its uh, given the sign off to it. And basically, what it's going to be doing is it's going to be starting right after the first Halloween. So this new Halloween movie is going to completely uh, the way the the order is going to be completely erased every other Halloween movie that has been made uh, since, and it's going to be continued right after the first one. 
and um, as like a true remake or whatever. We'll see what happens. You know, they they try to do that in other series where it's like, oh, we're not going to acknowledge these other films, and you know, we're gonna, we're going right. to be that true film, and you know, we'll we'll see what happens with it or whatever. But um, I hope it's good. No, I hope it's you know, I hope it's good too. You know, it's so hard to scare people these days too because we see everything so raw. And uh, we have so much access to shit that, like, is so, like, grotesque and in your face that it's, you know, it's really hard to scare people. You know, back in the day when there's not that in- in much information around or technology to emulate raw death, people would be able to get surprised and, and, and the gore would hit them a little bit more. But now people yeah. are just are so Now you can see a fucking them. video, on uh, ISIS video, somebody cut somebody's head off. And you can watch a fucking... Movie, and you're like, oh, that don't look real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're like, oh, yeah, Crazy. that doesn't seem real. You know, I saw some movie the other day that looked way better than that shit. You know, it's like, yeah. it's, uh, it's fucking ridiculous. But, um, you know, I hope it's good, too, because I think the, the horror genre is taking a hit. You have, like, a bunch of fucking whack-ass horror films. And you, more prominent actors aren't doing horror films because they're a lot more corny and they don't hold the weight that they used to hold. So I'm really hoping for something good to come out of this. And, and maybe it will. I'm not, I'm not sure if it will or not. Um, but I'd like to see that revived. I'd like to see the Freddy franchise revived, Jason franchise revived as well um, in a good way. We'll, we'll see what happens with that film. Um, but on that note, what are you drinking tonight before we I'm drinking end this? That, I'm drinking that Dragon's Milk. What is that? A beer or? Yeah, it's a beer. It's a bourbon barrel aged stout, um, Asian whiskey barrel, uh, bourbon barrel. So uh, it's a strong beer, man. It's eleven percent alcohol. Nice. So I'm drinking that nice. Jameson, uh, the the old the old faithful. Um, and for those for those of you guys listening tonight, um, pretty much what Practice Space Films is, if you've never listened before, is it's a content page where you'll have comedy skits, short films. Um, you'll have video game podcasts, you'll have podcasts, you'll have comedy skits. You'll have a little taste of a little bit of everything. It's a content page. We're trying to add sports commentary and a bunch of other stuff on there. Um, and, and you'll be able to see it not only on their YouTube page, but also soon uh, on the Anchor as well, uh, the audio version of that. And we're, we keep it as current as we possibly can. Eventually, uh, for the video game podcast, we'll have cameras up so you guys will be able to see us as well. That'll be in the future once we get more viewers and, you know, we'll, we'll add the camera to it as the next step. Um, we really appreciate everybody coming on and, and listening to what we're doing. We don't care if there's one viewer or 800 viewers. We're going we're gonna to keep doing this every Tuesday night. Tonight we're on Monday because of uh, the way the week is working out for us. But at least every week we're going to be on once a week. Uh, barring sickness um, so we really appreciate everybody coming on please share with other people if you're on youtube go to practice based films and hit subscribe it's literally two clips you go on youtube you type in practice based films and you hit subscribe if you hit a link if you see Facebook or twitter or instagram on anchor all you have to do is hit the link on the page it'll take you to us and then hit subscribe share it tell friends about it if you want to comment feel free to comment on the on the YouTube page live, and, and we'll get back to you. Uh, sometimes it, we'll even talk about the question that you proposed to us mid-conversation live. Um, and, and, yeah, the more people we get, the more we can share, the more we can be present. And uh, we thank everyone that's listening. Uh, anything else you have to say? 
Thanks. Yeah, no, just uh, thank you for everybody for listening in. I do want to give a quick shout out for my cousin, uh, James Smith, who started his own YouTube uh, fitness channel. It's called James Smith Fitness on YouTube. Um, just shout out to him. He checked in on the last podcast, so I want to make sure that we uh, you know, gave him a shout out. So uh, thank you for listening to our podcast, and uh, you know, we'll give you a quick shout out so maybe some other people can listen to your stuff. But uh, that's all I got. You know, Happy New Year to everybody. Um, if you do have a resolution, stick to it. Uh, like we said last week, you know, stay consistent. Um, as long as you stick with it, you'll get the results you want. Um, but um, yeah, 2018 is here. Let's make it a good year. Episode number 11, live with Tank and Smitty. The cipher has been done. We are complete. Episode 11, thank you very much. Happy New Year 2018. We're in the house. Hopefully a great year for everyone listening for us here and more and bigger and better things for us as well. Thank you so much. We are out. Later.